This week on The Swearwolves, we discuss two movies about high school hijinks gone too far. Heathers and Jawbreaker. Werewolf's Horror Podcast, the podcast that discusses all things horror. I'm Brett. I'm David. David, sometimes we diverge. Yes, we are divergent. <laughs> From strictly horror. Yeah. There's a lot of different like horror offshoots, I mm-hmm. think. Like horror as a genre is very there's a spectrum. Yeah. And people get very uh pissy passionate. And, and, and passionate and um, weird about it sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. That's not a horror movie. <laughs> That's not a horror or that is a horror movie. Yeah, and you're like, eh, I don't know. Yeah. It's like it's like, I've I've said this before. A lot of people think Silence of the Lambs is a horror movie. I guess. I don't know if I'd ever go, let's review it. I it's, love that movie. It has elements of horror. But I mean, is every movie about a serial killer a horror movie then? Yeah. You know, I, I don't know. Yeah, Just because it freaks some people out. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. There's a lot of movies that freak me out. Grease too freaked me out when I was a kid. It didn't, but <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure somebody was freaked out by it, but that doesn't mean it's a it's horror, a horror film. This episode is about Greece and Grease Wizard of too. Oz. Uh, yeah, well, there's that. That's a good example. Wizard of Oz gave a lot of kids a lot of yeah, nightmares. It's got a witch in it. Yeah. Couple, couple witches. What about fucking Willy Wonka? Oh yeah, with the riverboat. Yeah. Oh, creepy. There's no easy way of knowing. Oh, yeah, this is what good. direction we are going. And doesn't he say something about hell? Is it raining? Is it snowing? Is, is a hurricane a blowing? Not a speck of light is showing. So the danger must be growing. But the rowers keep on rowing. <laughs> then he says something. I don't know. Yeah. Creepy. Fucking creepy. It, gave me the, it creeped me out a little bit as a kid. Yeah. Heathers is a movie like that, I think. <laughs> Heathers is kind of like, uh, is it a horror movie? I mean, it if is. If it's not, it's horror adjacent. It's horror adjacent, and I like that. It's, it's on Shudder. Yeah. So yeah, and it's one of those movies that horror fans can appreciate. Whether yes. or not they like it, who knows? But I think yes. it's it's in your wheelhouse. It's in yeah. It's definitely like it's a dark comedy. Yeah, it's a horror adjacent movie. I like that. There you go. Very good. <laughs> I contribute things sometimes. <laughs> Every once in a while. <laughs> Every once in a while, I say Every something. Once in a while. Heather's uh, was released in 1989. So go back a little bit to the 80s. I I have fond memories of this movie. Yeah. Did you see this movie like? When did you see this movie? I didn't see this movie until I was probably like in college. Yeah. Uh, and you know what's funny? As I was watching it, I think this is maybe only the second or third time I've even seen it. Really? Yeah. I've seen this movie quite a bit. I've told the story before about when I was growing up, we didn't have cable, but I could get 
certain channels if I just tuned If you it, stood just right. Yeah, and that's how I would watch boobs and like yeah. I would jerk off with one foot like <laughs> grounding the TV. Yeah. Okay. This was a movie. <laughs> Although there's no boobs in it, this was a movie that I did watch. You had to do the, the pose though. I had to, to do get the pose so I could see it. But awesome. uh, I watched it. And I was a huge Christian Slater fan. Okay. And I I know a lot of females were too. Like he was a heartthrob. He's very dreamy. But a lot of guys were too, because he's a he fucking just, cool. He just guy. seemed cool. Yeah. yeah. Like, have you ever seen the movie Gleaming the Cube? I've never seen that. I've heard it's good. What? I know. I've heard it's good. Sorry. It's, it's not really that good. No. <laughs> but back in the eighties, but this it was is fucking back when awesome. he was super cool. It was fucking awesome, and everybody who saw that was like, "I'm gonna go ride a skateboard now." <laughs> and it was like during the. I, I think Tony Hawk might be in that movie. If I think I think you're right. If he's not the one, I, I think it's like Stacy Peralta. There's a famous skater that's in there. I think yeah. It, it, it's probably like Stacy Peralta or one of those other guys. I don't know. Regardless, it was that crew, that yeah. Bones Brigade like crew, and they did like that kind of stuff and and uh, and and for other movies. But they did like some of the stunts in Gleaming the Cube, which was awesome. Pump up the volume. You ever see that fucking movie? Nope. Oh my god. Now that movie is fucking awesome. <laughs> I've heard that's good too. Cuffs? You ever seen that fucking movie? That's the cop one. Uh I, maybe. Cuffs is Who's the other cop? Is it like a buddy cop movie? I don't fucking care about the other cop. <laughs> yeah. It's his brother. I think he I think he ends up dying or something. Yeah. It's his brother. His brother gets shot. He takes over for his brother and he becomes the cop. The movie's fucking awesome. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah, he was pretty popular there for a while. He was he was great, and he's kind of making a comeback now. Yeah, he was in Mr. Robot. Fucking Mr. Robot. He's in a new show on uh, I think it's on Hulu with uh, Joshua Jackson, Pacey. Oh, okay, plays Doctor Death. Hmm. Christian Slater's like we gotta we gotta stop. I gotta do the Christian Slater voice. <laughs> Who's do, just doing a shitty? He's doing a Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson. Yeah, doing the eyebrows. Yes. Well, he got those eyebrows. He's he made it. He, he was a big. Star Trek fan. He is a big Star Trek fan. Okay. In fact, he was in one of the Star Trek movies. I think Star Trek Six. <laughs> but uh, as a kid, he shaved his eyebrows so he could look like Spock. Wow! And then they grew that's back dedication. all fucked up. Oh, okay. <laughs> so that's that's the story of that. See, I was a big Christian Slater fan. You knew all the facts. I loved Christian Slater. <laughs> um, this is now a Christian Slater podcast. This is now. <laughs> Join us next week for Interview with the Vampire. Uh, yeah, he's in yeah. that too. Yeah. Um, but I also. I had a big crush on Winona Ryder. Oh, me too. At one point in my life. Yeah. And uh, she was awesome. She still is pretty awesome. Yeah, she seems cool. But uh, but yeah, definitely watched this movie because of those those two people. It was released March 31st, 1989. Now, I didn't see it right then. I probably saw it in like 1990. Whenever it was hitting like the movie channels. Right. Number one movie. What do you think the number one movie was when this was released? I went with The War of the Roses. Oh. <sighs> Yeah, that was a shitty movie. I liked it. The reason why people wanted to like it, though, I think, is because Romancing the Stone and Jewel of the Nile was the same cast. And so they made this movie, The War of the Roses. Kathleen Turner, Michael Douglas, Danny DeVito. Yeah. And then it was like, this wasn't that good. so dark. Yeah. I haven't seen it in a long time. I, I haven't seen it in a long time either, but I remember liking it. Yeah. That was not the number one movie this week. Damn it. The number one movie was a little movie called Rain Man. Oh, wow. Okay. Tom Cruise, Dustin Hoffman. Good movie. Met her, those guys. Yeah, I'm familiar. Dustin Hoffman won the Oscar for that movie. <laughs> Great film. It's a good movie. Yeah. Number one song. I went with Miss You Much by Janet Jackson. Oh, that's, a, that's a good one. Not correct. Damn. 
This is <laughs> you ever heard of the band uh, Mike and the Mechanics? Yes. What was their one song though? The, it's that song. It's that song. What song is it? The Living Years. Uh, hold so on. Say it loud. Say it clear. Oh yeah. Oh, we say can it clear. listen as well as we hear. <laughs> it's, sorry, it's a song about his dad dying and he's when like, we die, oh, when we die, when we die, to admit we don't see eye to eye. Oh, jeez. So we open up a quarrel. God, I forgot about that song. the present and the past. <laughs> oh, what a dumb fucking song. Oh. I hate that song. Dude, the late 80s and early 90s is just a shit show. I remember my dad listened to that song on the radio, and he's like, this is a great song. <laughs> and I was like, it is? You're like, shut 12. up, shut up, I mean, <laughs> Yeah. He didn't have a good relationship with his old man. No. And I don't have a good relationship with him, so it's like, well. You're like, come on, dad, can we just listen to Bell Biv DeVoe? Yeah. I was like. Now you know, dad. Now you know. Yo, yo, slick, bro. Whatever it is. Yeah. Who knows? Blow. Yeah. Blow this. <laughs> Point like, to my dick. What, son? Nothing? <laughs> Nothing, dead. Pops? Oh, sorry. <laughs> the living years, yeah. <laughs> Whoa, where are we now? I was like, can I get that Mike and Mechanics tape? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can you pop that out of the deck? <laughs> Please? <sighs> Fucking Mike and the Mechanics. What a dumb name for a band. Heather's was written. <laughs> <laughs> Heather's was written by Daniel Waters, directed by Michael Lehman, music by David Newman. Stars Winona Ryder as Veronica Sawyer, Christian Slater as JD, Shannon Doherty, a young Shannon Doherty, mm-hmm. as Heather Duke, uh, Lisanne Falk as Heather McNamara, and Kim Walker as Heather Chandler. They're the Heathers. Yes. One of them's uh, passed away, right? In yeah. Life? Yeah, I believe Is that Kim so. Walker. I believe so. I believe Heather Chandler has passed away. Also, we have a little Renee Estevez spotting in this. She plays Betty Finn. Okay. Kind of like uh, the arch nemesis of Heather Chandler. Uh, She has a little part. Uh, We have Carrie Lynn as Martha Dunstock, who they call Martha Dump's Truck. Dump Truck. Also, uh, a guy, uh, Patrick Labratau, I believe is how you pronounce his last name. He plays Ram. He was in um, the movie uh, Summer School, mm-hmm. which is where you'd probably remember him from. But he's done a lot of other stuff. He actually was on Little House on the Prairie back in the day. Interesting. I believe. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. But anyway, uh, I digress. <laughs> Budget for this movie is $3 million. Box office. I'm going to say it was a flop. Yep. $1.1 million. Yeah. Not successful in the box office. Yeah. Cult movie. Very much so. Found its... Uh, found its traction on vhs yeah rentable and uh obviously home box office uh, which is hbo (laughs) for the layperson (laughs) for the layperson maybe cinemax (laughs) um kind of set this up here uh veronica is part of this clique which is called the heathers although she's not a heather she's only not heather um the three girl other girls in the clique are heathers yeah and they kind of rule the school they do with Heather Chandler being the number one primo bitch that is <laughs> Heather, <laughs> yeah. and they are all bitches. Yeah, um, they're the most popular kids in school, but nobody really likes them. Nobody they're, likes it's them. It's more like they're afraid of them. Yes, um, 
and uh, Veronica is in this group kind of just because she is rich also, I would imagine her family is, but she, cause her family is rich. Like her oh, parents yeah. are very um, well to do, but also say, she, her parents are very, <laughs> yes, they are very, See what I did there. Yeah, I do. And she can also um, imitate anybody's handwriting. Yeah. So can, they've she's probably a good used that from time to time mm-hmm. in, in her life. Um, they play croquet quite a bit. Yeah. <laughs> in fact, the opening scene is them playing croquet. To que sera, sera. And uh, one of the Heathers hits the ball, and it and Veronica's face, Winona Ryder's face, is the pin that they hit the <laughs> yeah, ball Yeah, she's into. like in the dirt. Did you ever play croquet? All the time. Mainly, uh, <laughs> you know what's funny? With my family, uh, we still do it every once in a while. It's been a few years, though. But we used to play croquet every Easter. It was like an Easter thing. Yeah. That seems yeah. like an Easter thing. Is it? Okay. We would go down to my one aunt's house and she had a croquet set. set. Yeah. And me and my cousins, my two cousins, who it's were fun. about the same age, would set it up out in her backyard yeah. and we would just play croquet. Like, it's fun. I guess. Yeah. I like croquet. I don't know even know if we were playing the rules the right way. As a kid though, like when you hit another ball, like <sighs> and you had a chance to send somebody sailing, oh you'd wind up and just yeah. BAM. Yep. And I'd sing that song by Christopher Cross. <laughs> Sailing, take me away, and away like, I'm going. Oh, Christ. Again, Brett? I'm like, hey, listen. Every time. <laughs> Would you really? When you said I'm sailing? <laughs> every time I hit your ball, I'm singing the whole song. <laughs> the entire song. <laughs> by Christopher Cross. <laughs> I listened to Christopher Cross on my way up here today. Did you? What was the song? So you're perfectly at ease? Yeah, that's why I'm so like... So laid Dude, back. Christopher Cross... I don't care what anybody says. That dude fucks. <laughs> oh, for sure. He was the shit back in the day. <laughs> he would uh, have those songs. Uh, think of Laura. All that, all that soft rock. Yeah. That yacht rock. Yacht rock. Right? Yeah. He would have that song. And I got such a long way to go. Such a long way to go. <laughs> that guy from the Doobie Brothers. With his oh, yeah. Backup Michael thing. McDonald. Michael McDonald. Yeah. <laughs> to the border of mexico and i fly like the wind or is it ride like the wind ride like the wind dun, dun, i always mix dun, up christopher cross with uh steve winwood never you no. never should i know i'm sorry but both of them both of them lay pipe oh absolutely they do <laughs> it's like oh he's not really that attractive but, but he's christopher cross yeah and that song gets gets my motor running <laughs> see Mm. Take me away to where I've always I don't even know the lyrics. I don't know either. I just know the melody. It's the fucking, infectious melody. Yeah. That wasn't the song I listened to. Neither one of those songs that I sang was the song I listened to. Like, in fact, it was Steve Winwood. <laughs> Sorry. In fact, it was Mike and the Mechanics, Living Years, I believe. Is <laughs> that what was I the one. one. Uh, it came on. I, w- I didn't like actively. Like, you know what? Christopher- I'm sorry. It was me so horny by two life crew. I was Actually, way off. It was crisscross. It was, it was crisscross jump. jump. <laughs> Some will try to rhyme, but they can't rhyme like this. Oh fuck! The the Heather's are bitches. Veronica <laughs> just wishes she could like I don't know not be in their group yeah, anymore. But yeah. she's kind of trapped because she doesn't want to be an outcast either. Right. She kind of wishes that she could go be back with her with their old friends, friends yep that she grew up with they have this thing at lunch where it's like lunchtime poll 
Yeah, where they go around to different students and ask them a question. Yeah. And I thought this was kind of a neat way of showing all the different um, groups groups of kids. Yeah. You know, like when you see movies like Clueless and they're like, well, there's the scuzzheads. There's the Yeah, there's heads, the jocks. There's, there's the, the jo- skaters. All that this stuff. was like, we're going to do a lunchtime poll. And Veronica's like, we should poll everybody. And Heather Chandler's like, fine. And so they go around and ask everybody a question. Like if they got a million dollars, but the world was going to end, what would they do? We do with the money. And they go around to all the different groups, yeah. the jocks, the nerds, the fucking whatever. Yeah. And uh, they come across the new guy and that's JD. Yeah. Christian Slater. Christian Slater. And the first thing he says is so fucking Christian Slater. He's like, greetings and salutations. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, <laughs> uh, fucking, I got to tell you this story. This is so fucking embarrassing. Oh, I can't believe I'm going to tell it, but I debated, <laughs> I debated whether I was going to tell this story or not. No one knows this story. Oh my God. Now this everyone's going to know. Did, 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 did. My wife is listening to this has never heard this story before. Oh, wow. And it's not that bad, but it's bad enough that I'm like, oh, it's so fucking embarrassing. <laughs> so I must've been like 17 or 18 years uh-huh. old. I think it was 18. And I used to donate blood. Yeah. Um, signed up when I was in high school to donate blood. Yeah, I used to do that too. And I used to do it quite often. They would call me up and they'd be like, hey, we need your blood. And I was like, cool. What's your blood type? I'm not really positive. Yeah. Um, I think it's, I think I'm A positive. Okay. I just wanted to know, like, if I get in a jam, <laughs> you can help me. Why? What are you? I'm o positive. Oh. Can, can't you? Uh, it's the universal, I think. You're a universal donor. Donor, I think. So I can take yours. I don't know how that works. I don't know. Who knows how blood works? Listen, I'm pretty sure you could serve if you needed blood and we were trapped somewhere and I was the only blood that you had. You'd give me some? I would give you some and just be like, oh, you're, you're a good hope, friend. Hope, Your hope results may vary. Yeah. Good luck with all that. <laughs> like, here's a pint. <laughs> you're like, you had syphilis before, right? <laughs> just like, no. <laughs> well, <laughs> sorry. Surprise. <laughs> Damn it. Oh, fuck. I don't have syphilis. That's not, <laughs> that's not the embarrassing story. So I used to go donate blood and I would go down there. And one day, I don't know what it was, but I just thought I was so fucking cool. And so I went down to donate blood and um, the lady started to, like was talking to me. And I don't know, maybe she was cute or something. So I wanted to like be like even cooler. But uh, when I talked, I tried to put on the Christian Christian Slater voice. Yeah. And then she goes, uh, she asked me another question and I said it and I responded and I gave like the Christian Slater voice. Right. And then she goes, you know who you talk like? And I was like, "Mm, no, like I wasn't saying a lot. And she's like, you talk like Christian Slater. So then I was like, fuck. I'm trapped now. I have to talk like this for the rest of the time. And every time you go there and she's there, <laughs> I would have to talk like, well, they, I know. Cause, you, she cause that'd be amazing. You walk no, in, you're no. like greetings and salutations. <laughs> That's like your no, for the rest of the day. And like, it doesn't, it's, takes like 20 minutes to to draw blood right yeah like yeah to get all that blood out and so she would be asking me questions and i was like i gotta fucking sit here and <laughs> Dude, do that's this. A, that's fantastic I, so i committed yeah and i committed to the rest of the thing and then she was like bye uh and she might have even said like bye christian or whatever and i was like all right i'll see you later i'll see you next and then time I got fucking done and i'm like oh my god i can't god do that it. forever <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> but I committed. Oh, I I'm like such that. a dweeb. <laughs> like I said, it's not that embarrassing. Mean, it's embarrassing, but it's not that bad. Yeah, no, it's funny. Somewhere. But it would have been great if like you got stuck where every time you went, like she was, was always the one helping and yeah. you had to keep this act on like, oh, for Christian years. <laughs> and then like you bump into her at the grocery store. And you're like, oh, hey. with my wife. Yeah, and you're like, oh, it's nice to see you. My wife's like, what the fuck? Why the fuck are you talking like that? What? I'll tell you I'll later. I'll tell you tonight when we're in bed. It's like, what? Can you point me to the 
Magnum condoms. <laughs> the... Fancy seeing you here. <laughs> yeah, just stupid shit like that. <laughs> oh, God. I can't believe I did that. I would do shit like that from time to time. I'm like, I'm going to go out, and if I'm around people that I don't know, I'm going to act like this. Yeah. Just because they don't know. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like think about it. If you really wanted to, you could uproot your life, move to a different town, and just totally be someone different. Yeah. And no one would ever know. <laughs> like, I've thought about that. I was yeah. like... Yeah, just start, start all over. I just, just need to do that. Every once in a while, me and, like, uh, my buddy Mike um, will challenge each other to, like, either work something into a sentence mm-hmm. or... And sometimes we'll forget, and one of us will remember and work it in, like, way later. I remember one of ours was like, I want... You to refer to me as your associate at some point. I remember Mike and I went somewhere and he was like, Oh yeah, I'm Mike and I see you as my associate David. And I just bust up laughing and I was like, Oh, I forgot about the associate thing. Oh, that's funny. Oh. That's funny. Yeah, good stuff. Anyway, she meets Christian Slater. And, <laughs> and he's uh, dreamy. And he's dreamy. And, and she's kind of swooning. He's the rebel. Like he's the trench coat wearing motherfucker, you know. He's yeah, and he's the, a loner. Yeah. Kind of a bad boy type. The the two jocks, Kurt and Ram. They see this interaction and they get jealous. Yeah, they're gonna fuck with them. So they go over there and they're like, yeah, they're yeah. fucking with them. And they say some homophobic shit to him. Oh yeah, yeah. There's it's really homophobic. This movie is really homophobic. Oh yeah. And so he just pulls out a fucking gun and shoots him. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh shit. But it's blanks. Yeah. Although it probably hurt them at that close of range. Yeah, it hurt your ears. Yeah, definitely. And he doesn't even get suspended. Yeah. Like. This was 10 years prior to, to Columbine. Columbine. Yeah, so now you'd be expelled. You'd be, you'd be in you'd jail. You'd be expelled for even talking yeah, about having a gun. You'd be in jail. Yeah. You even talk about having a gun? You're fucked. Come to find out that Veronica is going to go to a frat party with Heather Chandler. And she doesn't really want to go. But Heather Chandler's taking her there. And she's like, look, you're a junior. You got to have a reputation. We're going to take yeah, you gonna to, go this to this party. frat party with all these college guys. On the way there, they stop at like 7-Eleven or whatever. Get some corn nuts. And they run into, she runs into JD, who uh, buys her a slushy, And they're yeah. flirty, flirty oh, with each sure. other, yeah. Veronica and JD. Yeah, and she says, uh, she tells him, I don't even like my friends. And he's like, I don't like your friends either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He has those cool, that's, see, that's the thing. That's why I wanted to be Christian Slater that day I gave blood. Because he always has these cool, like, quips, mm-hmm. you know? And he's always like... Just, just so fucking cool. Yeah. And I think I might have just watched Heather's again right before I went and donated blood. So that's why that was like fresh in my like, head. Act, act more like that. And <laughs> women will find me attractive. Didn't work <laughs> whatsoever. Uh, I slicked my hair back. Yeah. <laughs> but it didn't work. It's like all puffy. <laughs> I look like a fucking bowler. <laughs> like, because all bowlers have the same haircut. Have you ever noticed that? Like professional bowlers, they all have like that feathered hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's that cool slick back, like Christian Slater. It's like all like feathered and like got a lot of body. It That's just my hair. Up. Yeah, <laughs> fucking rockadoodle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got a fucking pompadour, pompadour. <laughs> dry ass fucking pompadour. <laughs> I'm all, hey, how's it going? <laughs> She's all oh. weird. This fucking weirdo again. <laughs> Salutations. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, you're right. She does buy corn nuts, barbecue corn nuts, yeah. for, which are delicious, by the way. Make your breath rancid, <sighs> though. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, they're they're tasty, though. Fuck, my breath could smell. I don't care, as yeah, long as I'm whatever. satisfied. Deal with it. <laughs> you gotta deal with yeah. this. So, but corn nuts will fucking crack a tooth. Oh, yeah, you gotta be careful. You do. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
So they go to the party at the college. And they start drinking. And Veronica, like... Or, uh, yeah, Veronica. Head, but one of the Heathers, like, blows a dude. Oh, yeah, and she feels like shit yeah. afterwards, which... Agreed. But one of the other guys is, like, really pressuring Veronica for sex, and she just blows him off. She's like, nah. Yeah, and then she ends up throwing up in the middle of the party. <laughs> yeah. To which Heather Chandler's, like, all offended. Yeah, she gets pissed off at her. Yeah, she's like, how dare you do that? I'm going to make your life us. a living hell. And she's like, fuck you. And this is where Veronica and Heather fight. Yeah, and she's like, Veronica. you're out of the clique. Yeah. And she's like, come Monday, no one's going to want to hang out with you. So Veronica's like, whatever. This movie also is intercut with a lot of monologues. Um like interior monologues from Winona Ryder as she's writing yeah, in her diary. Of, right. She's like, dear diary, Heather Chandler's a bitch. <laughs> Usually how it starts. JD comes over and, uh, they end up fucking. Yeah. Yeah. Want to bang. <laughs> they play strip. Strip croquet. croquet. Yeah. And then um, it ends with a bang. Yep. And it ends with them having sex. And, uh, they decide that they're going to get Heather Chandler back and yeah. she's going to make her throw up. Yep. And so they break into her house. And the next morning, they yeah. break into her house, and Veronica's like, hey, maybe we just mix like orange juice and milk, and milk together. That'll taste gross and make her barf. Actually, orange juice and milk does not taste I gross together. I didn't think it sounded that bad. It probably just makes it creamy. It tastes like orange Julius. Yeah. Which I know someone in this house doesn't like. Yeah. She's crazy. <laughs> Surprised you're still together. You told me last time that you were getting a divorce over, over the orange Julius. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so... Yeah, she's like, we'll put this in her coffee cup or whatever, and yeah, she'll, yeah, get she'll sick. drink we'll it. She'll have a good up. laugh. Yeah, and then JD's like, I was thinking drain cleaner. Yeah, and she's like, you're stupid. That's blue. Like, you, she would see it, and it would make her really sick and possibly kill her. I don't want to do that. And he's like, well, okay. and you got a good point. But he pours it into the cup anyway, yeah. and then the cups get mixed up, and Veronica takes the wrong one. Well, she's yeah. kissing JD. She takes the wrong one. JD notices, and he doesn't say anything. He's like, well, whatever, yeah, whatever. She feeds it to Heather Chandler, who succumbs to peer pressure, by the way. She's like, I'm not going to drink that. You probably hocked a loogie in it, to which they were going to do. And he's like, well, I told you it'd be too intense for her. And then she's like, give it to me. Give it to me. <laughs> so she drinks it. And right before she she starts choking, and right before she ultimately dies, she goes, corn nuts. <laughs> she <laughs> yeah. falls face first, dead into the fucking yeah, she coffee dies, table. dies like almost immediately. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, oh, shit. Yeah, but they got to make it look like a suicide. So Veronica, to cover up, so Veronica you, writes her handwriting. JD's like, you can write her handwriting better than anybody. Yeah, I'll, I'll help you. Yeah, I'll narrate. You just write what I'm saying. Yep. Which I thought was funny because he also uses words. Like he uses the word myriad. And yeah. She's like, she would never use that word. And because like, she got it wrong on the vocab test. Yeah, and he's like, but wouldn't that just be really smart of her to like work it in to show people like, Oh yeah. This I, was part of like the whole thing. Like she was living a lie and yeah. you know, whatever. So she does, um, use that word to which the English teacher then later on goes, she's really impressed nice to see that, that she used myriad correctly. <laughs> yeah. She was really impressed <laughs> with the suicide note. Yeah. Um, she commits suicide. Supposedly the whole school finds out nobody's really broken up about it. No, and in fact, they all kind of view her as a hero now. Like, oh, she was so dark and depressed, just like us. Yeah, and so she gets um, vilified, not vilified. Kind of martyred. Yes, martyred. Thank you. And uh, the teachers are discussing how they're going to handle this. And they're like, wow, she was the cheerleader, right? We can get half a day for a cheerleader. No, that was the other hand to Heather. And they're like, I can't can't just give a day off (laughs) because someone committed suicide. But all the kids are like, can you believe we still have to go to school? And like... Everybody's like not upset about her death yeah. at all, <laughs> but they all feign like they're upset 
mm-hmm. including Betty Finn, who goes on the news and says how upset she is. And that's uh, the Renee Estevez character. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Veronica sees she's this. Like and she's like, watching. She, she hated her. And you hated her. Yeah. You guys weren't friends. No. So I want to mention something. Oh, we have, we talked about your new puppy. And she'll come in and out periodically. And there she goes. <laughs> but So if anybody hears breathing, that's just the other swear wolf. <laughs> that's just yeah. David. It's just me panting. <laughs> uh, but that's, it's very warm. That's the dog. McCready. Yeah. Um, who is just a puppy, so she's destroying stuff in the other room. Yes. Anyway, after Heather is dead and there's like the funeral. Wait, and the priest is uh, Otho from Beetlejuice. Yes, yes, yeah. that's right. Glenn Shadix, R.I.P. Yeah. After the funeral, like everybody's like talking about Heather, like she was some kind of hero or whatever. But it was also funny, like when people go up there to pay their last respects, like you get, we get their interior monologues. <laughs> yeah. And they're funny. like totally not caring. No, everybody's very self-absorbed. <laughs> Heather Duke becomes the, um, kind of the leader. New, yeah. She takes the red scrunchie and she puts it on now. And now she's the, the leader. Heather McNamara convinces Veronica to double date with her with Ram and Kurt because she doesn't want to go alone alone. And those guys do everything together. So she goes out there and does it. And, um, Kurt, I think it's Kurt tries to force himself on Veronica. Yeah. It's Kurt. And she's like, Nope. See ya. And JD shows up and basically rescues her. Yep. And she leaves with him. Yeah. And Um, then the other Heather presumably gets raped. Yeah. Looked like it. Date rape. Yeah. Yeah. Gross. It was. But so, then Kurt starts spreading rumors that she blew him. Blew both her oh, him both and Ram at That's the same right. time. They were having a sword fight in her mouth. Yeah. And she, Veronica hears that, and so she gets pissed. And so JD's like, let's... If I was going to spread a rumor about a girl, I'd leave you out of it. You know what I mean? Like, if, like if, I would just say, yeah, I did it. Or maybe both of them and me. Yeah. Well, yeah, they were assholes. Yeah. Regardless, don't spread rumors about people. Yeah, that's gross. Uh, it's fucking wrong. But uh, listen, this movie's about people that are wrong people, right? And kind of getting their payback. Yep. Um, so, and, and he's about to get his. JD's like, all right, let's scare him, and he convinces <laughs> he convinces Veronica to put the to use these Ichleber bullets which his grandpa brought back from World, World War, II, War II that weren't real bullets. Like they would hit, but they won't break the flesh. Yeah. And she's like, okay. <laughs> yeah. He's like, so we actually will shoot them. Yeah. But they won't, they'll just knock them out. It'll they'll just, just scare them. Appear dead. And she goes, okay, they'll appear dead, but they won't actually be dead. And he's like, of course they come up with this whole plan that they're going to. Cause she, yeah. She calls him and she's like, Hey, I heard what you were saying about me in school. And it actually turned me on. Like, do you want to do that? Cause yeah. I'm, I'm actually totally into that. Yeah. So, so you and Ram meet me show up and behind yeah. the school. I'll get you both. And uh, they come up with this plan that they're going to shoot them, not really kill them, but they're going to make it look like they were gay lovers. And so she writes this note saying how they were gay. And then they're going to put like gay stuff there, like a bag. He's got a bag. And it's got like, I like the mineral water. Yeah. Bottled water. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, a lot of people drink mineral water. And he's like, yeah, not in Ohio though. Yeah. Something like, like that. She goes out there. They do show up and they pull out guns and it scares them. JD shoots Ram right in the throat, killing him to which, and Kurt runs away. And, uh, because Veronica shoots at him, but misses, misses. And JD's like, you missed. And she's like, yeah, yeah but whatever. he's scared. And we had he's like, fun. Oh fuck. He's like, I'll go get him. I'll bring him back this round. So he chases after him. 
and leads him back to in front of Veronica. And then he's like, Veronica, shoot him. And Veronica does and kills him. Yep. And then she's like, those weren't, those weren't fake bullets. Yeah. She's looking at him. She's like, they don't look like they look dead. Yep. Cops hear this. They come. So Veronica and JD then have to run away. They run to their car and they proceed to have sex yeah, in the car. Yeah, to pretend that uh, yeah. they weren't doing anything. Yeah, but somehow it turns them both on. Because yeah. Veronica doesn't stop when the no. cops leave. <laughs> so uh, they do it. But then Veronica's like, we actually killed them. She's like, I'm so stupid. Ichilibra bullets. There's not such a fucking thing. Like, I'm dumb. And um, yeah, he's JD's like, like oh, well. <laughs> you yeah. wanted to do it. Yeah. You didn't put up too much of a fight. <laughs> um, so... Uh, she does it. Uh, she breaks it off with JD then because she's like, fuck you. Yep. And the cops find the scene. They're like, oh, mineral water. <laughs> <laughs> yep. They're like, I, I think we know what really is going on here. Yeah. And then we have a, a funeral really similar to the one earlier where everybody's paying their respects. Ram's dad's and up there. He's like, I love my, I gay, love my son. gay dead son. <laughs> I love my gay dead son. Uh, so Veronica breaks things off with JD. She's like, whatever. Heather yeah. Duke now is partnering up with JD. Yeah, he kind of challenged her to like take over the school. Yeah, because JD gets some uh, scandalous photos of her. <laughs> They're scandalous because she used to hang out with Martha Dumpstruck. Yeah, back when they were kids. Yeah, he's like, I'll I'll share these, and she's like, I can't have you do that. So he just wants her to get a petition signed to get this band. Uh, what was the name of the band? Uh, I forget. Uh, Big Fun. Big Fun, yeah. Suicide. Yeah, Teenage Suicide. suicide. Don't, Don't do it. it. He's like, we'll get them to play our prom. Yeah. Uh, but we need, like, uh, basically everything, everybody at school to sign it. Yep. She's like, all right. So she does. Martha Dumbstruck tries to kill uh, She tries to kill some, herself, yeah. yeah. She walks but in. She survives. In front of a car. She gets and it's hit. Sad, instead of, like, everyone else that died it gets martyred, but they're like, oh, just another good thing. Another thing she's not good at. She's Something not like good that. at it, and she's just trying to be, like, the popular yeah, kid. Yeah, so she still gets ridiculed. Yeah, because, again, when Kurt and Ram died, they were like, oh, they killed themselves because they were misunderstood. They were gay. Yeah, no and one all. accepted them. Yeah, so yeah. everybody loves them. Even in death, but Martha Dump Truck, not so, not so not much. So much. Heather Duke gets everybody to sign the petition. Heather McNamara calls into the a radio station. Yes, yeah, like a teenage kind of helpline kind of like thing. Sex, like what was that love line back in the day? Yeah, but I think it was more for like troubled yep. teens. And uh, Heather Duke then tells the whole school about her calling into the radio station yep. and makes fun of her. So then Heather McNamara tries to kill kill herself, but Veronica saves her life. Yeah, she was going to take a bottle, of, like a bottle of pills. Mm-hmm. And we find out around this time too that JD can also do Veronica's handwriting. It's like, hey, you're not the only one that is good at forgery. Yep. And so Veronica's scared that JD's going to kill her now. Yeah, and write a fake suicide note. So JD sneaks into her room, and Veronica's hanging there. She committed suicide. Yeah, he really does try to kill her. Yep, he was going to kill her, and he's like, "Well, I guess I don't have to do this anymore." He even tells her corpse, yep. uh, I, was gonna, plan. I was going to kill you. Yep. I was going to kill you and you could have been with me. Yeah. And, and he also tells her that the petition that everyone's signing, it's not, uh, it's not to get that banned. It's a mass suicide note. Yep. And he's going to blow up the school. Yep. Well, a little backstory about JD. JD's mom died in an explosion that his dad set off because his yeah, dad, the dad like brazenly uh, talks about all of the crimes that he's committed right in front of Veronica <laughs> well, a few no, times. The dad's a construction guy. Yeah. And he blows up, he destroys buildings. And so 
he was going to destroy this building and somehow the mom was in it. That's what I got. Oh, see, I kind of got the I got that the dad was in on it. No. Oh, okay. No, I think what happened was the dad, his construction company destroys these buildings. And that's what he does. He works with explosives and he enjoys it. Like he's a psycho about it. Yeah. And the mom. Maybe that's the what I was getting hung up on. It's like he seems to really be into yes. blowing stuff up. He is very into <laughs> it. But the mom was in one of the buildings that the dad blew up. Yeah. And so that fucked up JD's head. And so he is just messed up. Okay. And so he that wants to blow everybody up, including himself. And that's what he's going to do. And he's got this whole suicide pact note that he wrote that the whole school was going to do. Veronica actually didn't kill herself. She faked it. So she comes down. Yeah. Off the of noose it. is actually tied to like around her stomach. Yep. And she comes down off of it and, uh, she's got to stop him. Yeah. So she follows him around school the next day, yep. kind of in the shadows. Yep. And she, uh, they have a big fight scene. And there's the bomb there. Yeah, and there's a big pep assembly. That's yep. the plan. Is he's got explosives underneath, uh, underneath uh, the gymnasium, and then mm-hmm. also like underneath the bleachers. Yep. She ends up shooting him. Yeah, he flips her off. He gives her the finger, and she shoots his finger right off. Uh-huh. He's like, "Oh fuck!" Yep. And he throws down a switchblade, which stops the bomb from going off. She thinks he's dead. I think. Yeah, she does. Because she, 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 she leaves. Again. And then she leaves and she goes outside and here he comes and he's got a bomb strapped to his body. And he's like, well, you stopped me from doing that, but you can't stop me from killing myself. And she kind of like, yep, I guess I can't. And uh, she puts a cigarette in her mouth and then he blows up and the flames from the explosion <laughs> lighter, lighter cigarette. cigarette. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Yeah. She goes back into the school. Everybody doesn't know what's going on, right? She goes back into the school and she steals the scrunchie from Heather Duke. puts it on herself. She's like, I'm 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 the the leader of now. And Heather Duke's just like, I guess. And then she goes and hangs out with Martha Dumpstruck. Yeah. She's like, hey, uh, prom night, you want to just come over and watch some movies? She's like, yeah. Yeah, it sounds nice. So then they roll away. She's in her electric wheelchair now because she can't walk. (laughs) She got hit by the car. She just does like circles around her. She's doing donuts. Yep. And uh, that's how the movie ends. Yeah. Uh, I like this movie. I really like this movie. I already told you my affinity for Christian Slater, <laughs> um, Winona Ryder. But I just think it's a fun movie. I haven't watched it actually in years, so I was actually excited to see it again. I just think it's a really well-written, dark comedy. Yeah. And it it's making fun of a lot of stuff, but it's also like... It's shedding light on like teenage troubles. Yeah. You know, it's more than just this. Like, even the stuff with Heather Chandler, like, she acts like such a bitch, but she's getting taken advantage of and she's just doing stuff. She's sick of herself mm-hmm. anyway. Like, when she blows that dude and then she looks at herself in the mirror and she's like, You're disgusting. Yeah. Like, she does have problems. Yeah. And she like spits at her reflection, doesn't she? Yep. Yeah. And then like JD's not dealing with the death of his mom better and well, and his dad is like so distant. Um, you know, his dad's fucking insane. Veronica's parents, we didn't talk about them, but they (laughs) fucking don't pay attention to her at all. No. And I like how there's a, like a recurring thing where the dad's always like, Oh, why do I read these books? Or why do I do this? And her response is cause you're an idiot. Yeah. And he's all, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's right. But I, I just really dig how they approach that subject. So I think it was very smartly written. Yeah. And, and the way the kids talk, like they added, they did lingo that wasn't real. Like, so like some of the slang 
Yeah. So it, so it kind of gives a timeless quality to the movie. So it's not going to feel dated because yes. people never spoke the way that they talk in the movie. Yeah. Um, so all that being said, I mean, it's not a perfect movie. It's not yeah. even really a horror movie. It's a horror-esque <laughs> movie. And, uh, but I do dig it. I give it uh, three and a half Pamela Voorhees heads. Yeah. Agreed. I gave it three and a half as well. Good. Uh, it's to hear from funny. You, <laughs> it's just a really funny movie. I mean, it's very dark. Yeah. But funny. Uh, I think it's very well written. Um, I looked up the writer because I was like, has this guy done anything else? Because I just thought the writing was really good. Uh, he did Batman Returns and Demolition Man. Those and some are other weird stuff. Yeah, right? Combinations. That's what I thought. I was like, and Heathers, what a strange trio. And he's done other stuff too, but... But he did Batman Returns, so he did work with Tim Burton, which is weird too, because Winona Ryder and Glenn Shaddix also worked with... Tim Burton. Tim Burton. Beetlejuice. Yeah. Yeah, weird. And Edward Scissorhands. I don't know if that uh, that Otho was in that movie, I but... I don't think so. Winona Ryder was in there, but yeah... It's kind of weird. Small world. But I think all the actors are good. One on writer gives a good performance. Christian Slater's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a fun movie. Yep. Uh, yeah, three and a half. Three and a half all around. Boom. We like it. We move forward 10 years to 1999 Jawbreaker. This movie pairs with Heathers because it's basically Heathers. Yeah, kind they're of. <laughs> very, very similar. And I think it's, it almost started out to be like an homage to Heathers. Actually, when the person wrote this movie, the person who wrote this, Darren Stein, he wrote it to be a horror movie, but then it ended up kind of transitioning. With that, this is more of a comedy, or it works better as a comedy? Yeah-esque. Yeah. Comedy-esque, right? It's horror-like. That's true, yeah. It's kind of comedy-like. It's like, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't know what genre I'd put it in. There's a lot of movies that are kind of like that. Yeah. Did you ever see Very Bad Things? Yes. Kind of similar type Very, movie. Similar like, time period too. Yeah, 1999. Yeah. I love Very Bad Things, yeah, actually. Movies, I like it, too. I saw that in the theater. It's got Christian Slater in it, too. It does. <laughs> it does. You know what other horror movie? Christian Slater's awesome in that movie. You know what other horror movie has Christian Slater in it? Hmm. Uh, Tales from the Dark Side. Ah, uh, I still haven't seen that. Oh, we gotta watch I that. Oh, we gotta do that. We've been getting a request to do that one. Yep. Um, release date, February 19th, 1999. What was the number one movie, February 19th, 1999? February, that's tough. So I w- By the way, this was almost to the day when I moved back to Arizona from California. Really? Yeah. My God. Uh, movie, I'm going to go... So I, I thought back, and I went to a Winona Ryder movie. Okay. So I went Girl Interrupted. Mm, no. No. No, but that was a good movie. That I like that movie. movie. Angelina yeah. Jolie. Mm-hmm. Brittany Murphy. Oh, yeah. Is in that, too? Yeah, that was a good one. Uh, Payback with Mel Gibson. It's the one where, like, his... Doesn't his kid get stolen? That's Ransom. Oh, that's right? Ransom. Well, Payback... It's funny, though, when you said also, Payback, I started thinking about Ransom. I believe Payback also is with Mel Gibson. Okay. So it's a Mel Gibson movie. <laughs> that piece of shit. I was um, say back when people liked Mel Gibson. <laughs> yeah. Uh, number one song... I went with Nookie by Limp Biscuit. Oh, I was just talking about fucking Limp Biscuit the other day because I saw this picture of Fred Durst. From- oh yeah, where he looks like he's out of the straight out of the sabotage video. Yeah, he looks like an old man now. Yeah, with the white hair and the yeah, yeah the white did mustache. You like, did you like them? I really did. So like back in the day, I was a big fan. Yeah. Um, but I also like you realize now the error of your ways. Yeah, but. I will say Wes Borland, their guitar player, is fantastic. Is he the guitar player? 
the guy with the uh, contacts? Yeah, and, and, uh, he was a guitar the, player. He wears the all the crazy. He's the guitar player. Oh, okay. He wears all sorts of crazy costumes and stuff. He was cool. In fact, if you listen to Limp Bizkit, like the the music is really good. It's all right. It's just Fred Durst is a goofy lyricist and just kind a of a douche. goofball. Yeah. Fred Durst is like the Pauly Shore of, uh, music. of rock and roll. In fact, I think they're friends. Because <laughs> I think the I movie Pauly Shore is dead. Fred Durst is He's in it. Yeah. And I think they acknowledge the fact that they have similar career trajectories. <laughs> like they were like really high highs, but then also low lows and the lows uh, yeah. outnumber the highs. Uh, Limp Bizkit was everywhere for a minute. Yeah. Right around this time. So, but not this week. No. <laughs> Angel of mine by Monica. Yeah, not ringing a bell. I have no fucking idea. I remember Monica, but yeah. I remember Monica too. But not, not ringing a bell. I just remember Monica and Brandy had that song, The Boy Is Mine. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry that you <laughs> seem to be confused. Yes, yeah. the boy, boy is, is mine. mine. No, 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 he's mine. The girl is... Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> Librarian girl, take 60. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's that. That's what was going on February of 1999. Um, like I said, this movie was written and directed by Darren Stein. Music by Stephen Endelman. Stars Rose McGowan as Courtney. Rebecca Gayhart as Julie. Now, those two horror movies they've both been in. Yep. Urban Legend for Rebecca Gayhart. Scream. And Scream, obviously, for Rose McGowan. Julie Benz plays Marcy. Uh, she, Julie <laughs> Benz is from Dexter. Dexter, yeah. She plays Rita. Uh, Rita. Dexter. 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 She's got that very soft voice. Yeah. Oh, Dexter. Dexter. Come over here and watch my kids for me. Dexter. Judy Greer plays a viol- Fern or Violet. Judy Greer was also in Arrested Development. Oh, she's so great. <laughs> Say goodbye to these. <laughs> Her nipples are facing odd ways. <laughs> she was um, uh, the patriarch of the family's. Uh, he had an affair with her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. George Senior was banging. George Senior was banging. Her, yeah, Kitty was that her name? Kitty? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what I remember her from the most. Uh, she's done other things, but she's in Halloween 2018. She is. Yeah. God, all these people have done horror I things. Know. All right, let's keep going. Uh, who else is in here? No one. Uh, uh, PJ Souls. Oh yeah, and William oh, Cat, Pam Greer, Pam Greer. Yep. Oh, um, yes. Then uh, Carol Kane. Oh, yeah. Plays the principal. Marilyn Manson. Yeah, a little cameo. He's a fucking piece of shit, too. Uh, Tatiana Ali. From Fresh, Fresh Prince. Prince. She, she's in this. William Catt. Yo, she popped Souls. up. I was like, is that Ashley? Yeah. Oh. PJ Souls and Jeff Conway. Yeah, R.I.P. R.I.P. Jeff Conway. So, yeah, a lot of people in this fucking movie. Yeah. And Sandy Martin plays the nurse. You know who hmm. she's... You'll remember most as Napoleon's grandma. Oh, <laughs> really? Dynamite. Damn. Yes. Go make yourself a case a quesadilla. A quesadilla. Fucking Napoleon. God. <laughs> Napoleon Dynamite is one of those movies that's like an evergreen. It's funny. It it will never die. No. It it is one of the greatest fucking comedies of all time. <laughs> I can watch that movie. And you know what else is good about that? You could show it to kids. Oh yeah. Because it's I don't there's, think there's no curse any, words. Yeah, I don't think there's any. Yeah. Yeah. It's fucking and it's awesome. Funny. Fucking Uncle Rico throws that steak right in Napoleon's head. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I could throw uh, a football over, over those mountains. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Kip. Uh, yeah. I guess you could say things are getting pretty serious. <laughs> <laughs> that is a perfect Kip. <laughs> Napoleon, you're just jealous because I've been on the internet talking to hot babes all day. 
Lafonda. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, that's a good movie. And what was that, Pedro? It was very hot, so <laughs> I shaved my head. <laughs> yes, I love technology. But not, not as, as much, much as you, you see. But I still love technology. technology. Always and forever. Always and forever. <laughs> the <plane> comes <laughs> with the horses. I got you a delicious bass. <laughs> Oh, good stuff. Greatest fucking, greatest <laughs> fucking movie of all time. One of them. It's in contention. It's up there with Citizen fucking Kane as far as I'm concerned. It beats Citizen Kane. Because you know what? I still never finished Citizen really? Kane. And I've watched good. Napoleon Dynamite a hundred times. And I laugh harder every, time. every fucking time. One of the greatest comedies of all time. Pretty funny. <sighs> what are you going to do today, Napoleon? <laughs> Same thing I do every day. Gosh. Throws the fucking action figure out of the bus the window bus. and just holds onto the string. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Let's talk about Jawbreaker. We got a group of girls in high school and they're all bitches. <laughs> Sound and, familiar? End of story. Liz Purr. She's the leader. Meow. Mm. <laughs> meow. <laughs> fucking Fern. Such a nerd. <sighs> um,. It's the morning of her 17th birthday, and her friends are going to kidnap her. Yeah, and she's the most popular girl in school. She's the leader of the crew, and she's nice. Like, people actually like her. Yes. She's not a bitch. So they're going to kidnap her for her 17th birthday. Yeah, apparently, they do this every year with each other. They kidnap you on your birthday. In order to gag her, they take a jawbreaker, a fucking... Giant jawbreaker. Giant jawbreaker. Did you ever have one of these as yeah. a kid? And you just kind of gnaw on it over the course of several days. I never did. Did you ever finish one, though? I don't think so. I don't think anybody ever did. Yeah. What a waste <laughs> of sugar. Sugar prices are on the rise because, because of, of jawbreakers. Wasteful jawbreaker users like you. <laughs> Sorry. They shove one in her mouth and then put tape over it. it seems like a really bad How the idea. How could you get that in someone's mouth? Yeah. That very thing carefully. wouldn't fit in your mouth. Yeah. Maybe she's had a giant mouth. Did you see the woman who just set the world record for biggest mouth? No. Is her mouth fucking huge? It's fucking huge. She's like a whale shark? Yes. Kind yeah. of. She's like smiles and her like... When she eats, she just walks around with her mouth open and just things inevitably end up in there. Yeah, just gets the plankton. <laughs> uh, but yeah. She just fucking eats krill. Yeah, krill. She goes underwater <laughs> and just smiles. Yeah, and it just <laughs> goes in between her teeth. Filters between her teeth. Yeah. No, she's got a huge ass mouth. <laughs> Look her up. And big mouth Billy Bass. <laughs> She's a take me to the river. Um, she uh, would probably have a mouth big enough for this jawbreaker, but I don't think this fucking Liz Purr no. would. She's petite. Doesn't matter, because Liz can't can't handle it. <laughs> they opened up the trunk to get her out. They're like, happy birthday. They take a Polaroid picture of her. She did. Yeah, like, oh, that jawbreaker shit. is in her throat. Yeah, that's not good. That's going to be a problem. Yes. So they're trying to cover up her death. They throw her up in her bedroom, and her parents are out of town, which I found kind of fucked up, too. It's like, it's your it's daughter's birthday? birthday, and you yeah. took a vacation? Your parents are gone? What kind yeah. of parents are these? PJ Souls and Jeff Conway? Yeah, come on. Or William Cat? Who were her parents? It yeah. was PJ yeah, Souls and William, William Cat. PJ Souls, yeah. Yeah, Jeff Conway was, uh, I think... Marcy's dad. Marcy's dad, dad yeah. 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 Anyway... But they call the school and they're like, well, we got to get a, a quick plan together. So they call in and they pretend to be her mom and say that she's going to be sick. So yep. she's not coming to school today. Send her homework home with uh, one of her friends. Yeah. So the principal, Carol Kane's like, okay, fine, whatever. They go about their day at school trying to figure out how they're going to cover this up. They don't have the slightest idea, but 
Rose McGowan comes up with a plan. Yeah. She I doesn't got, really I got share a, it. got an idea. She doesn't share all the ins and outs of the plan, but she comes up with a plan and she says, don't worry, I'll take care of it. Yeah. She basically just says, we'll stage it as a kinky sex accident. And they're like, huh? Yeah. They go to get her uh, books because the principal is like, you got to take the homework home for your friend. So they go to get their homework and uh, the principal's already leaving. And the principal says, oh, I already gave it to uh, Fern. Yeah, she's going to take it. Like, oh, she shit. volunteered. And Fern is like obsessed with Liz. Yeah. She yeah. knows everything about her. She's although- the catch meow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Stupid. <laughs> so they're like, fuck, we got to get to the house before Fern shows up. So they go, they get to the house. Fern does show up and she hears some noise. So she goes into the house and she's like, is everything okay? What's going on in here? Yeah, I would have locked all the doors. Yeah, no shit. So that's just me. Or just gone downstairs and been like, yeah, okay, I'll take it for her, Fern. Get the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. She goes upstairs and uh, she they she overhears what, what's going on. And the door opens and she sees them with Liz's body. Yeah, and she's like, oh shit. So Rose McGowan's like, look, you've seen too much. You know too much. So I'm going to offer you something in return for your silence. I'm going to make you the most popular girl in school. Yeah, you can take her place in our crew. Yep. She gives her a fucking makeover. There's this whole weird makeover scene like, <laughs> where it's like, uh, I don't know. It's kind of psychedelic. It's like <laughs> where they're talking about all the shit they're going to do to her. And then the next Monday she comes to school and she's like, yeah, she's like in the crew. She's like a totally different woman. Yeah. Totally different girl. And she's in the crew. Rebecca Gayhart is like not for this. No, she's she like, wants to confess. She's like, we need to tell somebody what happened. Yep. But uh, Rose McGowan's like, no. No, and in fact, if you do, we'll pin it on you. She's like, I've already got the other girls to agree that if you turn, like, we're all just going to say you did it. Yep. So uh, Rebecca Gayhart's like, fine, I'm not hanging out with you fucking people anymore. Yeah, so she leaves the group. Violet is Fern's new name. <laughs> yeah. They've nick- now named her Violet. And she was so unpopular that nobody really even notices. No one notices that she's, she's the same person. Violet, and nobody notices that Fern is gone. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> she was just very forgettable. Yep. And one thing kind of builds on another, and she becomes the most popular girl in school. So much so that everybody is fascinated by her. Yeah. And and Rose McGowan uh, starts to get jealous. Yes. And Violet starts taking advantage of all of this. She's like, I got leverage. Like, I know what you did. Don't forget. Yep. So that's going on. Meanwhile, Rebecca Gayhart befriends uh, one of the guys from the drama club who's not really popular, but he's not really a nerd. But they start hanging out and kind of being flirty, flirty, flirty with each other. Liz's body gets found. Her parents come home. Her parents come home and find the body. And uh, we find out what happened was Rose McGowan actually went out and seduced some guy, Marilyn Manson, right. yeah. who she was engaged to in real life at the time. Right. She seduced him at a him, bar, takes him back to Liz's bed, bangs and him, bangs him on the bed. So his DNA is now there at the crime. Yeah. So and she must have somehow put his DNA in her. Yeah. Friend, that's right? what I, yeah, I think so. Cause if they're going to do a rape kit or whatever, right. I thought the same thing. I was like, she had to have done some sort of dastardly deed to that body. Yes. She, Rose McGowan, tells Pam Greer, who's the detective working this, like, hey, she used to visit this yeah, CD bar yeah, to she, pick up And she men. tells her, like, listen, I'm her friend, and I haven't been completely honest with you, um, but I feel like 
you know, to get this solved, I'm going to tell you some stuff about her. Yep. She used to like older men. She, she was a sex go, addict. Yeah. She, she liked go, having anonymous sex with guys. Yeah. When really she's talking about herself. <laughs> but um, so they find they cat, capture Marilyn Manson and that's who is blamed for the crime. Yeah, because Julie eventually is like, I'm just going to confess. And she's on her way to the, or she goes to Pam Greer and she's like, we already got somebody in custody. And yeah, she's, she's like, like we got all the evidence. So you guys are dumb. So Rebecca Gayhart's like, fuck, we're fucked. Yeah. But she goes and, back to school. Well, Rose McGowan's also had enough with Fern. Violet. Yeah, she's like, I'm done. And uh, now that I've pinned it on this other guy, I don't need you and our crew anymore. Yep. So she prints off all of a bunch of flyers and posts them all around school. And it's all Violet is Fern. Fern yeah. is Violet. And everybody's like, you're yeah. Fern? Ew. As opposed to like, oh, well, you're cool now. Nope. nope. Everybody hates her. She's shunned. Yep. So Rose McGowan wins again. Violet like, oh, oh. collapses. Yeah. <laughs> and she, she apologizes to Julie. She's like, I'm sorry I was so rotten to you. And Julie's like, well. Yeah, it's all good. Yep. So they become friends. Because they were friends way before, too, when they were younger. Yeah. Rebecca Gayhart's going through some of Liz's stuff, and she finds this card that they had made for her that you can record. Yeah, yourself talking. Yourself talking, and they had recorded a message for her. Well, somehow the recording... Yeah, while they were like arranging the scene to make it look like an accident, yep. somebody had that card open and actually recorded. Yep, and it recorded jo- Rose McGowan confessing to the murder. Yeah, I killed her. Yep, and so... Rebecca Gayhart's like, I got a plan to go to prom and Rose McGowan's being crowned fucking prom prom queen. queen. They tap it like, like you do in fucking teen movies. They tap into the sound (laughs) system. There's like a fucking soldering iron just sitting there. Like, yeah, Zach apparently has electronic skills and yeah, he wires it into the PA somehow. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, okay, okay. (laughs) They uh, they tap into the sound system and uh, as she's ready, giving her fucking prom speech. I don't know. I went to prom and the prom queen didn't give a fucking speech. She just did a dance with the prom king. Yeah, I think that's how it was in my and high school And then everybody too. joined in after like 30 seconds. Yeah. And then that was it. <laughs> then I went home. <laughs> the end. Um, anyway, she's about ready to give a speech and then it taps into the sound system. Like, I did it. I killed her. I killed Liz. I killed Liz. And they keep playing it over and over again. Then everybody turns on her. And they're like, you did? You what? did? That's like a crime. Throwing tampons at her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, throwing all the corsages. <laughs> that would have been awesome, though. Oh, <laughs> hits her in the face. Uh, but no, yeah, they throw a bunch of corsages. And then she starts crying and she runs out. And her makeup's like running down her face. You know who's in that uh, scene? Uh, the sister. She's passed away now in real life. The sister from that 70s show. Oh, was she? Yeah, Eric Foreman's sister. Yeah, yeah, she was in that scene. Yeah, she was one of the ones who's like throwing the corsages. Did you catch the band that was playing the, the prom? Donnas? Yeah, lead, lead singer, singer Brett Anderson. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I was telling I was telling my son that I was like, "That's the Donnas. That's, that's and me. That's Brett Anderson." Yeah, <laughs> spelled with two it's T's. With two T's. Yeah, uh, and we're two years apart. She's she was born in seventy nine. I was born. Oh, in 70. Okay, but we're both Gemini's. Oh my god! I know. Really weird. Is weird. Really weird. My connections with the Donnas, <laughs> and I've never met her in my life. Hmm. The fucking Donnas. Do you ever listen to their song? Take it, take it off. off. Take it off. It's like it, take it off. My friend, my me. friend uh, said it the best. He's like, I went to a concert and the Donnas were opening up, and he's like, Oh, this is pretty cool. Like a fucking all female punk rock band, right? And they come out and they play their own. They they were really good, like punk, right? Yeah. Like back then. And he's like, uh, they're like, this is our new song. Take it off. And then 
the lyrics are just take it off take, take it, it off. off it's like okay and then they're like this is our new song sleep on the couch sleep on the couch sleep on the couch we're all gonna sleep on the couch it's like whatever the title of the song is they say just it over say and over it over and over again um the, but the donnas are just the, like the fucking ramones as far as i'm concerned fuck the ramones yeah Everybody fucking got a hard on for the Ramones. It's like the Ramones suck. But they were kind of innovative. Like okay. it, it was new at I'll the give, time. I'll give them that. But if you listen to it now, like it was the quality that great? Of course no. not. And the no. songs the are songs rock, are... rock, 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 rock and roll high school. Rock, 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 rock and roll high. What? That's yeah. not music. You fucking suck, Ramones. <laughs> oh. <laughs> You're not going to listen to Blitzkrieg Bop on the way home? No. Blitzkrieg Bop. <laughs> I hear, I hear, hey. Oh, I'm like, let's go to a different channel. <laughs> channel. <laughs> That's what we're going to do. Yep. Uh, uh, 20, 20, 24 hours ago. I want to be sedated. Listen, it's just catchy pop tunes is all yeah. it is. It's not fucking like punk rock. Yeah. I guess their attitude, Joey Ramone's attitude was more punk rock than anything. I, I shouldn't say they suck. Again, for that just, time just period, it was probably fine. But it's not like, I don't want to like exonerate them as being like great musicians. Yeah. They're not great musicians. Joe no, Ramone, no. Oh, Marky Ramone, no, none of them. Phil Ramone, <laughs> dumbass <Those> Ramone, <laughs> whoever fucking Razor Ramone. I don't know whoever else there was. They weren't great musicians. No. Let me tell you, we opened. Uh, my band once opened for uh, an all-female band. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the Donnas? Uh, no, uh, sorry. We we let opened for this band, and it was all women. And uh, when we were setting up, like we went on before they did. So like we're kind of, you know, crossing paths as we're breaking down our gear and they're loading their stuff up and they seem like super nice. We're like, oh, you know, cool. Oh, like all girl band. Like this is going to be really cool. And you get like preconceived notions in your head. And I, I thought it was going to be a band kind of like the Donnas. Mm-hmm. And these girls were metal. Really? Like they come on, they're like, <gasps> it was awesome. Really? Yeah. They were That's called cool. uh, Helen, but with two L's like hell. Nice. Uh, I don't know if they're still around, but I just remember that was one of our better shows and we got a pretty good reception from the crowd. Mm-hmm. And then they came on and no one paid any attention to us for the rest of the evening because everybody was just mesmerized well, how by, was your by merch, this band. your merch table? We didn't, even, we didn't even have one. We were just hanging out at the bar. Like, we got a couple free drinks. I know that. <laughs> but I just remember being blown away. Like, oh my gosh, this is really cool. Yeah. That's and, awesome. Anyway. Can I tell you what's been on my mind lately? Hmm. This has nothing to do with music, <laughs> but I thought I'd bring it up. I know we haven't finished Jawbreaker yet, but <laughs> I thought I'd bring it up. And I was going to bring it up earlier when we were talking about uh, Heathers. Have you read on Twitter or anywhere that, like, I guess we could call it a meme, right? It's not a picture. It's just, like, been going around the internet yeah. where somebody has compared uh, the taste of clean dick to avocado. I have heard this. Yeah. <laughs> so I was thinking about this and I was like, someone was eating avocado. And they're like, God, this really tastes like a freshly, like recently a freshly washed, washed penis dick. <laughs> and then I was like, someone started this. Like it wasn't just someone who, uh, who was like compared the two. Someone said to someone else, I really like avocado. <laughs> and that person's like, you know what tastes like avocado dick, this dick. <laughs> you want to taste? Yeah. And they were trying to convince it. And then I got this like whole idea in my head like of two like bro dudes just hanging out and like, dude, I heard that fucking dick tastes like avocado. How will I ever know? It's mm-hmm. like, well, well, I got an idea. We could try on each other. <laughs> we could. And no, we wouldn't have to tell it's anybody. It's not gay. 
Yeah. If we just this is just an let's experiment. just taste. I mean, all we got to do is taste, right? We're just, just a couple. Of, we're just a couple of foodies. Yeah, and we're just trying to understand if indeed our dicks taste like avocado. There you go. So, Only one way to be sure. Yeah. So, and I don't have the flexibility to test it myself. No. So just make sure you wash your dick, and then we'll both taste each other. And look, we're not sucking. Yeah, just right? taste. We're just licking. Yeah. That that's a, what's been on my it's an mind. Interesting theory. <laughs> <laughs> The avocado dick. So what is, like, uh, guacamole? Is it, like, a like a really dirty dick or, like, a smashed penis? I mean, why does it have to be smashed? It still tastes like a fucking avocado. Well, it's like smashed avocado. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> it, be, it tastes like a smashed With a dick. little bit of onions and some peppers well, in there? The way I make avocado, or the way I make guacamole is, uh, first, I smash up the avocado, and then I stip, stick my dick stick in my it. dick in it and stir it <laughs> with my penis. No, uh, I just use salt and pepper and lemon. I did. I put. Uh, I dice up some uh, maybe onions, some garlic salt, a little bit of uh, and some pepper. Dude, I used to make this guacamole that had like diced um, habanero in it. Oh, spicy! Oh, so good. I don't, yeah. I don't like it spicy. Oh. I just like the. I just like avocado. Delicious. I do. Too. I just like dick. <laughs> there you clean go. Clean dick. dick. <laughs> Let me be very clear. Bring so, that, don't bring that dirty dick around me. <laughs> so the next time you have a party. And you're going to have avoc- uh, guacamole an out idea. there. Just label it clean dick dip. Dick dip. I like it. Clean. <laughs> clean dick dip. I like it. Trademark of the swearwolves. <laughs> clean dick dip. TM. <laughs> Where the fuck was I? Oh, yeah. Uh, she's we're pretty the, much at the she's end. She's getting the shit thrown at her. Yeah. And uh, everybody's like, you killed her. It's like, well, that's how you're going to react? <laughs> like yeah. Just holler, holler shun away. Her, shun her. <laughs> And they take a uh, Polaroid of her crying. Yeah. And then the film ends. Yeah. What do you think of this movie? Um, you know what's weird? I'd never seen it before. But what? It's, yeah, I've never seen this movie. You've never seen this? No. Nope. Well, this is like I've your... seen it once. Oh. <laughs> Just now. But this was like your... Like, I know. This was like your age range. I know. Like you were graduating was, high school. I was the target demographic. I did not see it. But yeah. I remember seeing the previews and wanting to see it. I just never got around to it. Yeah. And I, and I had a crush on Rose McGowan at the time. I liked Rebecca Gayhart. I, yeah. Who didn't? I know. I had a pulse. Yeah. And you were a Marilyn Manson fan? I know. Anyway. Um, so over the years, I've heard a lot of good things about this movie. And I know yeah. it's kind of gained cult status. So uh, I was excited to see it. And then I saw it. It's not a good movie. Did you watch it after Heather's, by I the did. way? I did. Okay. Yeah. Not the same day. I think I watched them a day apart, mm-hmm. but pretty close. Because this movie is very similar. Yeah. I mean, it borders on ripoff yeah. territory. Um, it's just not very well written. It starts like I wish we had gotten a little bit of background. I mean, I think it tried to get to the point. Yeah. But I wish we had a little bit more story. Yeah. There's not much. And Liz after, is dead immediately. Yeah. And when she's dead, nothing really happens the whole movie. No one else dies. No. And that's what I was hoping was like I was I was hoping that other things would happen and then they have to continue to commit more crimes and it just cover c- it up. continued to escalate. Yeah. Uh, I wish it had gone that route, uh, but it didn't. I didn't think it was very funny. Just not a memorable movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I give it a one and a half. That's exactly what I'm going to give it to. There too. you go. One and a half. It, I remember I saw it when it came out and I wanted to like it because, you know, I liked Heathers. I still like Heathers. I knew it was going to be just like Heathers. And I remember seeing it and going, that was just like Heathers. And I thinking I kind of liked it. Yeah. Right? Watching it now, I'm like, first of all, it's dated. Oh, yeah. Second of all, is like, and Rose McGowan's a, a, a fine actress. It's just, she did not do a good job in this movie. Yeah. And really, other than Rebecca Gayhart, nobody's likable. No. And she's barely likable. Yeah. Like, her. And you're right, too. Like, the character transition is really quick. 
Yeah. It's like her from being a stuck up snobby bitch to being like the, the nice hero mm-hmm. is like a really quick transition and Violet. Yeah. Her transition the other way, her transition. It's not like fucking can't buy me love. Right. You ever see that? Fucking yeah, movie? yeah. Yeah. It took, it took a while, that guy that, a while, the transition to, to be cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. It tried. Yeah. It just There's okay. other movies like that. Mean Girls is kind of like this in this whole. Mean Girls is a lot better. But yes. But yeah. It is a lot better. Similar. There's no crime that's committed. I don't think in Mean Girls though. Like no one dies. No. I mean, Tina Fey wrote it. She <laughs> yeah, wrote it as a comedy. I don't think there's any death. Yeah. yeah. But every few years, a movie about a bunch of stuck up snobby girls comes out. Yeah. And uh, it all goes back to Heather's. I don't know. Yeah. Heather's very good. This movie. Meh. Horror adjacent. Yeah, we got them off. The, we 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 checked them off the list, though, <laughs> right? We talked about clean avocado dick. Yeah, a lot. Of, we touched on a lot. It's a we very... talked about the Ramones and how I hate the Ramones. <laughs> we talked about the Donnas. What Bre- else did we Brett talk Anderson? about? We talked about Brett Anderson. What else so did we talk about? So much ground. A lot of ground. Jawbreakers, the sugar industry. <laughs> Do you have any thoughts on any of the myriad of myriad? <laughs> the, the, huh? Whoa! Look at you. I know the price of sugar. <laughs> I'm bringing it all back, David. See, yeah, this is like one that. big so like smart. fucking thing just to bring it back to the word myriad from the movie Heathers. Mm. If you have any thoughts on the myriad of topics that we've discussed today, you should contact us. How can they contact us, David? Yeah. Find us on social media, uh, Twitter, Facebook, the Slasher app, uh, TikTok. Just search The Swearwolves on Instagram. We are The Swearwolves Podcast. We have The Swearwolves YouTube channel. You can go to our website, theswearwolves.com, or you can email us at swearwolvespodcast at gmail.com. So for The Swearwolves this week, I'm Brett. I'm David. And I'm going to go choke on an avocado. Ooh, and I'm going to go start a crew and take over this town. Corn nuts. Swearwolves Horror Podcast, the podcast that discusses all things horror. I'm Brett. I'm David. A lot of times. No, that's not how I'm going to start this episode. <laughs> <laughs>